What up, what up, what's happening? One Pride family, this is your host, Logan. This is the 11th hour on this beautiful Monday. Great Sunday. I hope everybody had an amazing Sunday watching some NFL football all day. That's what I did. And welcome in, Tally. How you doing? You know what? It is what it is. I'm doing pretty good today. A lot of stuff happened, actually, today, surprisingly. Lions lose yesterday, but an interactive day today. Should have a lot to talk about. Excited to get into it. whole bunch of shit happened. I mean, why don't we just start off with the first thing? Get the uh, get it out of the room here. And Braden Coombs is is no longer with this team. Special coordinator is fired. I was shocked as everyone else, but the only reason why I was shocked was because I was expecting this to happen after the season, no matter what. Because you know, I mean, you got the regime, and we said clean house all along. That means everybody, everybody get get gets out of here, but. I don't know. It came, I guess, after this game because what we're looking at now is that he basically called a fake punt on his own and didn't tell anybody else. So that'll get you canned. That's for sure. Yeah, especially when you don't pick it up. It looked like he picked it up. Should I think it should have been challenged. That's a story for another day. But the bottom line is, if you're a special teams coordinator, if you think you should go for it, like, let somebody know, like maybe the head coach, maybe, or maybe the assistant coach or like the defensive, co- anybody, you can let anybody know. You can't just go out there and do it. I hear he's a, a nice up and coming name in the special teams uh, coordinator position and he'll, he'll find success somewhere else. I don't think it's overly that important for that. The lions to keep him going forward. He did have an all pro punter. I don't How much did he play in the role to his success? It's, I mean, it always sucks just to see somebody go in week like 15 because, like, what's the point? But if you undermine the head coach, you got to go. I mean, duh. I mean, why is he just not telling anybody? That makes no sense to me. I, I like the call. I, 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 I love the call. We're down two touchdowns there. And what is it, fourth and five? I mean, roll the dice. We haven't rolled the dice all year. Might as well. What do you got to lose? You're five and eight at this point. You might as well run a fake punt, but you got to run it by somebody. Just one person even. Like, what did this guy think he was doing? And the, the most shocked I am is, why are Lions fans so shocked about this move? It was happening at the end of the season, no matter what. It just happened a couple of weeks before because this guy thought he was the next coming of, uh, I don't even know who. <laughs> oh, Belichick. I mean, if yeah, there was yeah. somebody that was going to be retained, it was probably going to be him. If That's if yeah. they retain anybody. But again, it's a special teams coordinator. You can kind of find those anywhere you like. There's a ton of guys in college, some young kids that are good just like him. It's not going to be a position they're going to be struggling to find again, and I'm sure that the new regime's going to want their guy anyways. So I'm not too upset about it. It does suck because their special teams is like the only good thing about this team, actually. They were, they're very solid in the special teams department. But, again, if you do something that the head coach isn't very fond of, most of the time you are going to be uh, – out of that space and area. Yeah, quite frankly, the special teams was a, a very bright spot in 
in a very dark and looming team all year. So, uh, but as long as you got Miles Killebrew flying around the field on special teams, yeah. your special teams is going to be good. That's all I got to say. That's no doubt. That's it. And and Jack Fox, Pro Bowler. As long as you got that Kanan. dude punting yeah. on your team. Yeah, we might as well get to that now too. A couple of pro ball selections for these Hell yeah, for baby. these Detroit Lions. In a in a bad year, to see some of your guys getting selected as the best player in your position in the conference, it's awesome. We've talked about it. Uh TJ Hawkinson, the first uh electee to the Pro Bowl, hundred percent deserved. He's been the best tight end in the NFC this year because I mean Kittle's been hurt. But it's nice to see our guy get a little bit of recognition. Had a great year. He's he's not going to eclipse a thousand yards this year. It sucks. Kind of had a bad Sunday, but this again, this is another building block for the future for him. Yeah, tough game on uh, yesterday for Hawk, but you know we we've been riding the Hawk train all year. If you've been following with us, that that that's all I got to say. Tally and I were all over this uh, since the week one. Man, uh, we knew Hawkinson was gonna gonna show out this year, and he really did. Pro Bowler, congratulations, TJ Hawkinson. This is well deserved, obviously. He's going to be a great tight end for years to come and just roll on Hawk at eight. Hawk at eight, people. Yeah, we picked him at number eight. He's been worth every single bit of that selection there. For sure. And that could be a, a Bob Quinn, you know. We'll, t- we'll tip the cap to you. Thank you for that. But, you know, we're moving up. <laughs> no, no, definitely. And then Jack Fox, as we mentioned, also a pro bowler. Great rookie year for him, taking out Sam Martin, Mr. I couldn't even get a touchback to save my life. Glad he's going. Glad we have a new punter that is just an electric factory. Pins guys within the 10-yard the line, the 5-yard line, whatever you want to do. This punter's all over it. Good for him. Great to see an undrafted free agent making the Pro Bowl. Yeah, especially first year making the Pro Bowl. That's some good shit right there, man. You don't great see, thing, good signs to come from him. You don't see that often, and to be that young, come right into the league and 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 be a Pro Bowler in the NFC, man. A lot of people say that they're down on on what Pro Bowler really means, but to me, it they don't get it wrong a lot of the time. But when they do get it wrong, it's wrong by a lot. Um, if you know what I mean, I mean, a lot of people are looking Evan at Evan Ingram at the, yeah. as the tight end. I was just was about bad. to say that. I was just about to say that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, most of these guys get all pro selection anyways. Yeah. Like yeah. Jack Fox is going to be an all pro punter. I think TJ Hawkinson makes all pro as a tight end. Maybe the second team. I'm not exactly sure where he slides in. I think he gets it. We'll have to see. But that's a great, great accomplishment to have on your resume, especially when you go career-wise. You want these accolades as you if, as you try to get into the Hall of Fame. That's the ultimate career, career goal for a player is to get to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Pro Bowls are a great step in that. Definitely. Also, Frank Ragnow, uh, who Mr. played throat with man. The, Yeah, fractured throat, you know. He's getting in with the Pro Bowler, Pro Bowler center, along with Jason Kelsey with the Eagles. That's a nice name to be uh, next to because he's a phenomenal center. Uh, If you're associating yourself with him, you're doing the right thing. And, and Ragnow has had a great year. Uh, Joe Dahl took over for him on Sunday when he was out, he had that horrible snap that almost killed our quarterback. But other than that, uh, he looked, he looked like Joe Dahl. I mean, he, he's sliding, gotta give him credit. He's sliding in from guard to center. 
uh, what are you going to do? Low snap to Stafford, but it almost cost him because he was he got demolished on that play, and you don't you never want to see number nine get hit. Especially, no, especially this week. Yeah, especially with the rib cartilage problem. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even believe he played this week. He's just got so much heart, so much passion. Like his quotes at the end of the game were were just phenomenal. And, and how he carries himself. Just just get get a good team around Matthew Stafford for once. That's all I gotta say. This guy has just for this franchise, he's tried everything. He's just left everything out on the field for countless years now, and he has nothing to show for it. But if we can just provide him just one year, I think he will be able to prove a lot of doubters wrong. Yeah, no, 100%. Hopefully he does get that opportunity. I don't. As we get out of the weeks here, I don't think we take a quarterback. Unless we trade him, he's going to be here next year. So it's definitely a big question mark. He deserves a great team around him. Hopefully they can draft something, I guess, on the offensive side of the ball, even though we we need defense very badly. The defense is terrible. But I get like I said before the podcast, I want to have fun while losing. So eh, sneak in there for Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. And uh, the, Matthew Stafford might have an MVP type of year. Yeah, and, and going into the draft a little bit with Dally here, uh, we fell out of the – well, we, we came into the top 10 with that loss, but then the Giants lost on Sunday night, so now we're projected 11th right now. Still two games to go. A lot can happen. We can definitely move into the top 10 with two straight losses. We got the Bucks and the Vikings. That should be uh, two straight losses if we don't pull something out of our ass on uh, in uh, week 17 against the Vikings. Hopefully not when throwback to beating the Packers in a meaningless game and running some crazy plays to win that game. But oh yeah, that was, that was nonsense. (laughs) But where I was going with this was to be honest, where we are drafting right now and our spot anywhere from eight to 10 in that range, eight to 12, whatever it is. I think you just got to pick best available at this point, whether that's offense, whether that's defense, just take best available. If there's an edge rusher that's there, you take them. Uh, whether it's uh, the Rousseau guy or the Queedy, I forgot his name. Queedy Pay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michigan man. Yeah, Michigan man, yeah. And whether you, whether that's Devonta Smith, there's so many names out there right now. You have no idea who's going to slot where. We got to see the combine, everything like that, but that's just an early projection. And, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, the Lions can definitely move up to a decent spot in the draft, honestly, because Philly's got two very winnable games. If they win one time out of those those games, they move ahead of the Lions. San Francisco, I think we still slide ahead of them. I'm looking right now. No, actually, they're ahead of us by a single pick, and then we just need Carolina to win one game, and they pass us. And going to the AFC, the Chargers, one game, they pass us. You go to Denver, one game, they pass us. So the Lions can really get like a top six pick pending they lose out and some of these teams get a win in their last two weeks. Very possible. You never know what's going to happen. The draft is going to be wide, wide open this year as I've never seen two really similar mock drafts. 
So it, it should be an exciting time in the offseason for the Lions with with the draft, with the head coach opening up, quarterback situation. So it, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, there's a crap load of five and nine teams. So these next two yeah. games are going to be huge. I mean, the Chargers are picking fourth right now, and they have five wins. Yeah, that, that's like absurd. 11th. That's absurd. We're one win away from top five. <laughs> that, oh, that, okay, this it. might be a projection because right now – the Chargers have less wins than the Falcons, but the Falcons have a winnable game coming up. So I think that CBS is just predicting that they finish ahead of them. Oh, okay, so okay. I see. A little, saying. a little bit of wiggle room here, but there's a lot of five and nine teams that that can kind of Tons. slide in somewhere else. Yeah, just need, need a couple wins. Root, start rooting for other teams. This is officially root for other teams season. Yeah, this this is tank season. What we like to call it. This we. We're officially eliminated. We forgot to say that kicking off the oh, episode. Out officially, of the hunt. Out of the hunt. Officially eliminated from the playoffs. This Lions team will not be making the playoffs in a 2020 year that is coming up shortly. Its time is almost over. And yeah, uh, this is our last podcast before the holiday. So um, just want to do a little uh, hope everybody has a good holiday if you're listening. And we're going to be coming back. I think we should be back before the new year, though. Correct? Yeah. Yep. yep. We'll be back before the new year. And then one more episode in 2020 after this one. That'll be good. Have the, we'll have to throw a little uh, extravaganza for the <laughs> Lions week. Week 16 loss. Uh, early preview in the next week. Yeah. And we also play on Saturday. Saturday this week, we got flexed to the 1 o'clock game. And we get to see a little Tom Brady action. I don't mind seeing that. Uh, should be an interesting game. A lot of points had to be had. So if you're looking at the over, just take the Lions over because they're going to hit every time. Especially yeah, it seems point. every game, every single game. It really does. The defense is getting gashed. Oh, I should actually check the record on that. That's that's going to be interesting. Yeah. For the also, we had Scorigami this weekend. Yep. We Again. hit Scorigami, baby. A thousand sixty second NFL score in history. This game right here today. 25 to 46. That is something else. We had a safety. That was a great play by Romeo Aquara, by the way. That was a great laugh. play. The athleticism to just hurdle him on the on the chop block on the edge. Oh, Romeo Aquara's got eight sacks. I can't wait to see this guy next to Julian O'Quara next year. It's going to be phenomenal. Yep, it's another one of the key pieces of the defense, one of the only few key pieces of the defense. He's had a great year. He hasn't been given that much love, I like, in the NFL nationally. So yeah. I think he's a name that kind of explodes under the scene next year. I mean, rightfully so. When, when your defense is giving up 50 points like a game, I don't know how you can get any recognition anywhere. But with eight, eight sacks and a terrible defense where we don't get that much pressure outside of him, it's a great, I would qualify that as a great year. For sure. And that was the one bright spot on the defense this whole game, I'd say. Other than that, it was just ground and pound for the Tennessee season. Titans. Yeah, open season. Yeah. That's a good way to put it because eh, it, it's the same story. We need We need defense. We need linebackers. We need safeties. We need pretty much everything. Corners. <laughs> this is just, it's bad out there, man. And and there's no stopping it because 
I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry's a freight train, and we knew that going into the tractor seat, like we said. Tractor seat, exactly. (laughs) And Ryan Tannehill on play action with Derrick Henry, it's it's almost unguardable, especially when you have the Lions guys on defense. No shame, but Ryan Tannehill, he he's got it made over there in Tennessee. I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of excited to see this Tennessee team in the playoffs again. They could make a run, but their defense is a little iffy, especially on third down, which also could lose in the first round. It's a very weird team. Exactly. Exactly. Cause the defense is just so spotty. They're, they're almost bend don't break and that, but they don't have much edge rush. That's the problem I see in them. They can't speed up a quarterback. They got to play. They got to play great red zone defense to win games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very easy for a defense to be hidden with the fact that they just have Derrick Henry running the ball 25 times a game for that too. 150 yards. And I would qualify that as a bad game for Derrick Henry. Like, yeah. he, had, he had 25 carries. Usually he's getting like 200 yards with 25 carries. So the Lions – Honestly, when I was looking, like my, I was talking to my friends during the game a little bit. I'm like, they were talking about us, the the Lions, just getting torn apart by Derrick Henry. In my head, I'm like, I don't even remember a time where he's just like dominating. They just kept handing it to him, and he kept picking up like six, seven yards, and they just accumulated like crazy. And I, the only time I can think of a big run was like that thirty yard run. Usually, he he's breaking off thirty yards runs left and right, especially against that defense. Yeah, the only standout moment for Derrick Henry really was that. Stiff arm on Alex Myers, where he just some just he sent him back to the practice squad with that stiff arm. <laughs> yeah, that I I didn't know what to say after watching that. I felt really bad for Myers. He he really just didn't deserve that. Uh, just really unfortunate. Derrick Henry's a beast, but I was expecting at least two hundred and fifty yards against this Lions defense. So credit to the Lions defense holding Derrick Henry to one under one fifty. I think the yeah, I mean, over under the last four weeks for yeah, him. Last four to the last five weeks, the two fifteen, one seventy eight, one thirty three, one forty seven. So Lions, I mean, second lowest, second lowest out of those games outside of the Cleveland game, which I'm excluding because they got absolutely murdered and he couldn't run the ball. So other than that, Cleveland game, second lowest out of the last four games. Hey, that's a spin zone. Hey, Some moral talking. Moral victories, baby. That's what we love. Moral victories. Moral, love moral victories in the NFL. Some people are talking that Lions run defense might be top five in the NFL. <laughs> people are talking. Oh. I don't know. After that performance on Sunday, I agree. Yeah, maybe next year we're looking at something better. We're looking at greatness soon. Oh man. Oh, what else uh, happened? It, it was still uh, the game was. Uh, shit show defensively for the Lions. Ryan Tannehill had whatever he wanted. Yeah. I kind of expected him to have anything he wanted, but I didn't expect like a 50 bomb. I don't even know what we projected like this week, but I know we both won both the Titans there. I think you had a big blowout. You might have been in the 45s. I can't remember, but it was it was a sad, sad time. I think for I had 44. It was something like that, something crazy. I re- we got to start writing this 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 crap. Yeah, down. we really do. We, we really do. forget, forget like five days later. I don't even know the scores. That that's on us. That's on us. You, you everyone can blame us for that. 
<laughs> yeah, that they got a little bit more organization out of the of the two here. Yeah, we need we need to get a little bit more because uh, you know, the memory just just goes foggy. You're, you're thinking about the the game up ahead. You're thinking about uh, last night's game. It's too much sports happening during the week. We got there was so much sports, especially Saturday. Yeah, the whole weekend I was just overwhelmed. There's so much going on. Too much college. We got the NBA kicking off. We got the NHL announcing that they're starting on January 13th. The whole world is just flipping upside down because we got too much sports now where we had no sports at one point in 2020. So now it, it's just all in your face. Exactly. It, it, we The days are just getting blended together. We got the holidays coming up. It's I can't remember anything. The Lions play on the day after... Christmas, right? Yeah, day after Christmas. Yep. Is that Saturday? Yeah, they play on yeah. Saturday this week. Yeah, it's a good thing I took that day off from work because I would have missed the game probably. I usually get I, I take Sundays off, so so it's a good thing wow. I took that one off. Get to what watch a little. Thinking ahead of here, who do we who do we play? Buccaneers. Tom Brady. But oh god, yeah, it's gonna be Tom a good one. Who's I, I could win that game. That that team is terrible. But like, I don't know what's up with yeah, that. Yeah, they they struggled against the Bucks this week. But ultimately, that's Atlanta. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. My uh, what am I saying? The Bucks are the Bucks. Yeah, struggled against. They did struggle against themselves. They they looked terrible. In the yeah. First half. Yeah, Down that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's that's intellectual thinking. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but they they closed it out at the end. Uh, Mike Evans was going off towards the end. I remember seeing that he was just catching everything, and and Tom Brady was just throwing it up to him. And the Falcons blow every lead in the fourth quarter, so that wasn't. Yeah, you had to see that one coming. Yeah, I was rooting for the Falcons so, because especially here against Tom Brady. <laughs> yep, it was Super Bowl throwback to the twenty-eight to three. Oh, Tally, you're you're throwing some dark shade tonight. Yeah, I mean, I have to throw it somewhere else because it's all getting thrown on us in the national media. So, kind of <laughs> just got to get used to it. Got to you got to throw it somewhere else. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and I don't even know where to start. Well, where to start game. would be the turnovers because two crucial, two crucial turnovers in this game. Because if you really think about this, Tally, Lions were in this game at halftime, and then after the half, they come out with that huge safety, and then all hell broke loose because we had two bad turnovers with the DeAndre Swift goal line. Just yeah. out. That was that was heart wrenching, and then you had the T.J. Hawkinson reaching for the first down, and the ball just kind of just fumbles out of his hands. He loses grip. They those were just tough to see because this game could have been a hell of a lot closer if those fumbles never happened. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the goal line one did get us a safety, but. So that that one's not as crucial. He still gets some points out of that. Oh, TJ yeah, Hawkinson. I forgot the safety came after. Good, good call. Yep, the Hawkinsons. I think what are we down? Like fourteen at that point, and it looks I like wa- we're going. I want to say two scores. Yeah, yeah. So we're going in there. I mean, he fumbles on third down where he was going to pick it up. Very, very unfortunate. Things happen. He had a bad game. He knows he had a bad game. He'll bounce back next week. I assume he's going to have a good week this week. The turnovers they killed us in the end because the game really didn't feel as much of a blowout as it felt like it, it really was. So you lose by what, 21 points. They put up 46 on you. 
but it never really felt like the Lions were down three scores in that game until the, the very, very end when Stafford was out of the game. The Titans just kept scoring. Good on them. They, they're they a lot better of a completed team than the Lions are. The turnovers, yeah, it played a part, but I think this Titans team was just still going to do work no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and, and... – when you when also when you turn over the ball against a Titans team like this, you really can't just because of their run game and how how torturous they can be with their offense because their offense is very talented, as we mentioned. They got AJ Brown and Corey Davis there, um, very talented receivers for Ryan Tannehill, and you got Derrick Henry, and that offensive line is is is, is well above average, I'd say. Um, but other than that, Matthew Stafford, just going back to high praising him, he made three of the best throws probably I've ever seen him make outside of the throw against Kansas City last year that was jaw-dropping. Those throws this weekend were that throw to Quintez Cephas for 36 yards in between two defense. Almost uh, three defenders, two defenders. Quintez Cephas is a great route. Hit him with the starter, and he put it in two defenders. And then that throw to Hunter Bryant, 44 yards downfield, was perfectly placed on the hands, on the numbers, and it was well defended. Don't, don't underestimate that. And the last throw was the, the – Touchdown pass? Yeah, touchdown pass yeah. to Marvin Jones, where he was eyeing, he, he he just completely faked it with his eyes, and in live action, it looked like it was really easy, but if you slowed that up, he had to throw that ball at that time, or it was being intercepted, or it was it was going to be an incomplete pass. Yeah, no, that, that no-look touchdown pass was just... Absolutely disgusting on a rope, and you know what? He doesn't get any recognition for it. No, it, it, it was beautiful, man. Like at at first glance, you don't even notice what what he's doing with that football. Exactly. But he looks he looks off to the left, looks off the safety who's covering the back third of the end zone. He looks right, gets the linebacker just to move that small enough of an inch for him to throw it in that window on a rope. On the right on the numbers, and it just was a truly beautiful touchdown pass. I thought we were in for a great game after that. The offense had their way that drive. Unfortunately, it kind of stalled out for the Lions after that. Yeah, after that, pretty much all hell broke loose. Uh, That second half was kind of brutal. They played pretty well in the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter, the wheels fell off. That's when the fake punt happened. And that was just that was in dire need of, of, of a spark on, on offense at that point. And then Stafford got pulled after the when did he get pulled in that game? There was after the when they went down by twenty one the first time, because then we scored a touchdown after that. To make it 14, and then they scored another one. Yeah. So it's a little mid-fourth quarter. Yeah. I thought that was the perfect time to uh, pull him. Obviously, Stafford's going to want to play always. But 
you can't just leave him out there in a game of, of, of this circumstances with this blowout and just keep getting hit and bruised up. He was clearly wincing in pain a couple times. That big, that big Simmons guy was just destroying him uh, on the Titans defensive line. Forgot his yeah, first they had a couple shots of him just yeah. looking like he was just an immense pain. It was just time to walk walking him. up the field. Definitely, there's no point in risking anything with him, no. especially this late into the year. So I, I just don't see it. Like, there's no. I don't think anybody was complaining about it. Who knows? He probably shouldn't even have played that game. But Stafford's the guy that we all know he is. He wants to play at, at every single snap. Yeah, he really shouldn't have played, in all honesty. But it it didn't end up biting him in the ass, so that's good. Guy's a warrior. I'll respect it. He loves the city. He loves the team. <laughs> For sure. And and I don't know how because this team has has done nothing for him. So yeah, I definitely have not done done much for him. True heart. Uh Chase Daniel, I mean, he came in. He did what he did. He threw an interception. But Yeah, doing doing what you expect Chase Daniel to do. <laughs> do what you expect uh, unless Chase. he play, unless he plays the Lions. Uh, yeah, exactly. Where the Bears dominate the Lions. Yeah, Chase Daniel will dominate. Yeah. That's great. What Another else? one of the backup quarterbacks I just love is to dominate the line. Somehow, someone. Matt Flynn brings another bell to me. <laughs> Maybe we'll hey. bring him in next year. Yeah, and the Bears are back. Bears, hey. yeah, Bears are back. They, they, Imagine. They, I can't believe Kirk Cousins lost that game at home. Oh, Kirk Cousins terrible. Yeah, not great. And, and the Vikings also got eliminated, so. And they were hot for a little bit. They were, I think, they were what? Six Did they get to six, six and seven? Six. They were six and six. That's what it was when they lost yeah. two in a row. Now? Yep, two in a row now. Six and eight. Yeah. Then they're eliminating. The Bears are officially back. Oh Bears? yeah, the Saints. Yeah. Bears are in the hunt again. And, and they have, and they have to play uh, Jacksonville. They should have never lost that game against the Lions a couple of weeks ago. Nope that that was a. That could be a dagger for them. Looking into that Bears game is a little bit of a sneak peek at uh, the new segment we got coming up here. Got it. They got a line I like. The Bears. This is what the segment we like. This is. We're gonna have to get into that a little bit, but uh, be be wary of the the Bears minus three. That's uh, that's what I gotta say. The Bears minus three. Now part of the part of the teaser. The Bears have who? The Jacksonville Jaguars coming up this week. The Jags Bears minus three. Yeah, I guess I guess we might as well just get into it. I got a uh, we got a new segment here. It's called uh, Tally's Teasers because I'm currently the highest gambler in the world, and I'll start. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll start putting my picks to the test on the podcast on record on recording. It's it's a big week. Just had a nice week this week. Had a couple wins with the Bills, the Bucks, all that. But my my selection for teaser of the week, six-and-a-half-point teaser, it's going to come down to minus 120. Give me the Cleveland Browns and New York Jets under 52-and-a-half and give me the Chicago Bears minus three versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags, 
nothing more to be said about that team. They suck. They've been getting blown out every week. They're in full tank mode now, especially since they have the number one pick locked up. Yeah, they're shout a out prime to, spot for Trevor Lawrence. Shout out to the Jets. Yeah, they're prime position to get Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that game's even close. So that's a great then, bet. That's even that, a better yeah, bet now. That that's why I think they're going to go full tank. And looking at the under, I mean, <laughs> the Browns and the Jets. They're neither of them that high scoring. The Browns' defense is pretty good. The Jets coming off an extreme high, winning a game, not a high for their fan base as they lose out on the number one pick. So. I think that game goes well under. I think it's like a 30 to three game, something like that, something along the lines of that. If you want to substitute the Bears, uh, you could go also with the Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half versus the San Francisco 49ers as they're in tank mode as well. So there's my first official pick ever for Tally's teasers of the week. Uh, I hope we go one and know this week. Hopefully you guys tell me you can go one and up. I love it. I, I, I love it. Because the Cardinals are really getting points against the 49ers this week. Well, with with the six and a half point teaser, they do. They're they're minus like they're oh, minus like five and a half. Okay. So with the with the six point teaser, they get a point and a half there. So I think oh. that's a that's a great bet there. That's a great a lot of value teaser. there. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I've been on fire with these teasers lately. It's time to add another one to the book here. It's a it's get her locked up. Let's get it locked up. This lock, week. lock it in, sell the house, put the mortgage on it. Come on. Lock in the picks. Right. <laughs> no betting on the Lions, though. We've, uh, that's the team I will never touch. Unless it's the over. Yeah, unless it's the over. That's true. Unless the over's the like 50, 52 this week. That's kind of pushing it for me. That's what do you mean? It over. was 53 and a half last week. <laughs> they almost scored. 52 yeah, was, is easy money. Yeah, it, you might you might talk me into it a little. I don't That's like easy money, money, Tally. That's easy money, man. I guess uh, I guess we'll have to we'll, – we'll think about it. I don't like Tom Brady. I don't trust him. I mean, I like Tom Brady. I don't trust him this year. He's scary. That offense is inept for some reason. They have Antonio Brown's Mike Evans. So I get we're getting to some random football talk here, but it's a lot more interesting to talk about than just the Lions. Yeah, because this Lions game was meh. Uh, wasn't really Very much to talk meh. about outside of how well Matthew Stafford played. Out of outside the turnovers, Marvin Jones looked phenomenal as always. He's just he's just he's getting better lately. He's laying it out all out. He's laying it all out with Kenny Galladay out. That's all I got to say. He, he's earning another contract, I think. He, he really is. Maybe I mean, another one-year deal. Would you extend him? I I mean, for another year? I mean, he's playing this hard when the team's bad. He's like he's had a couple great weeks here. And say we do draft a wide receiver like Devonta Smith or something like that, he's going to be the third or fourth best option, probably even like the fifth with Hawkinson included. And I think Cephas takes up the rule next year. I wouldn't have him. If it's a cheap deal, he wants to stay here. He deserves another contract. Absolutely. For what he's done for this franchise over the last couple yeah. of years. And when we didn't have a wide receiver, when the Calvin Johnson kind of switch up era where we're going from having the best wide receiver in football to having no wide receivers, that was interesting. He, he was a nice gap kind of bridge into those years. So he definitely deserves um, another year or maybe even two. Didn't he lead the league in touchdowns one year as well? Marvin Jones? 
Yep, I think he did. I'm like, I know Galladay did last year, but he had a year with like 13 touchdowns, I think, for a wide receiver. Yeah, it had to be something like that. Yeah, he was up there. So he's definitely put a lot of good years in here. Give him another contract. Why not? I'm sure the new GM will be all for that. He's a good guy for the community as well. There's a lot of stuff oh, he's in a downtown great guy. Detroit. Yeah, that's a guy you want around your franchise. That deserves – I mean, it, it won't be too expensive. I don't think any team really pay, pays him too much. But the team that deserves to give him the most money is the Lions. Yeah, and hell, if Marvin Jones wants to come back, he wants to entertain it, I would be more than on board to sending Marvin Jones a contract and coming back to play another year with the uh, Lions next season because this guy, he's a baller. He comes out every Sunday and he performs. He's he's not injury prone. He always plays. Goes out and plays on Sunday, and that's what you have to love. Um, also, Muhammad Sanu has been really a pretty. He's Key been piece. a bright spot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've all, he's had a great him. career. Yeah. So you get, I don't even know why that dude was on the practice squad. It doesn't make much sense. It blows like, my mind. It it doesn't because he's a seasoned veteran. He should be out there anyway running routes. Like, even if you don't throw him the ball that much, he's reliable when he has the football in his hands. Definitely. I, I, it just absolutely blows my mind that he was on the practice squad. I'm glad he's here. He'll probably be around for another year. I don't know what his contract's on this year. We, we can look into free agents probably by the end of this episode because <laughs> – there's not a whole lot to talk about the game. I'm open to talk about really anything regarding this football team as we move away to the end of the season into more sports. Yeah. And DeAndre Swift, he looked good outside of the fumble. Uh, yeah, he didn't have that many carries, but he, he looked he looked very dependable, as expected. Yeah, got in the end zone twice. He looked very good in the uh, screen game. This Lively as well. Yeah. He was making great cuts. He was making people miss, making the first tackler miss. Just everything you want to see in a running back, DeAndre Swift is set to have a huge season next year. I I, I really hope. Lions, hopefully yeah. they can. Oh, if he plays 16 games next year, do not be so. Here's a, here's a bold take for me. Bold here's take. a very bold take. Here I we go. It. This kind of, this is spitballing here. If DeAndre Swift plays 16 games next year and Adrian Peterson is no longer on the roster, give it to us. DeAndre Swift will have over a thousand yards rushing, which is the easy part, but will also have over 800 yards receiving. That's wow. the hot take. That's the hot take. I wanted to say a thousand yards receiving, but I don't think he's ready for that step yet. You're almost entering you Christian McCaffrey. It. I, the thing is with this guy, if they get an, especially a key offensive piece like Kenny Galladay, then you add another, there's going to be so much open space on this field for DeAndre Swift to absolutely dominate. I think the thousand yards rushing can come easily if he stays healthy and he stays fit. The receiving, he can have some games next year with well over 100 yards receiving. He is that good out of the backfield. That is an extreme hot take. I'm ready for it. I'll take the blame for it if it's bad. That's a great take. Uh, I, I, DeAndre Swift's going to be a beast next year. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm picking him in fantasy football. Uh, I, I'm all in on, on DeAndre Swift, just like we were all in on TJ Hawkinson this year. But other than that, uh, 
Vitae played this week. Yeah, I look at that. The twenty dollar, twenty million dollar man officially <laughs> uh, back, back out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? Amani Arorie looked pretty good. Hunter Bryant had his first reception of the year. Yeah, Talked Hunter Bryant that throw. Yep, that was a fantastic throw and catch. Really didn't think he was going to catch that. No, yeah, no. And I looked down, I was like, that, that Hunter Bryant? And <laughs> golly, it was. Ooh. We can actually uh, bring in a new segment here. It's going to be a one-time segment because it's a, it's a one-time answer. But I have every single Detroit Lions free agent up on my screen right now. We can go through everyone and say you want to bring them back or not. I think this will be a nice thing to get away from the game because I don't think we have to talk about the game much longer. The game sucked. The Lions suck. <laughs> so so let's have a little bit of fun. First guy, we talked about this already, Marvin Jones, currently making $8 million a year. UFA, I think I think he comes back. He played 90% of the snaps this year. I think he gets signed maybe for a little – he's going to get a, a pretty big pay cut, in my opinion. I think he stays around. What about you? Yeah, I think if the money's right and he wants to come back and he likes Detroit, he, he, the, I would see him coming back for around, you know, six to seven million. No, I agree. Moving into the next one, we traded for this guy midseason, Everson Griffin. He's 34, currently on $6 million a year, one-year deal. Uh, this one's kind of a toss-up for me. I don't think he wants to stay here. I think he went to Dallas to try and win, and that didn't work out, obviously, because that team, unfortunately, had their quarterback get hurt. I don't think that team's very good anyways. I don't think he resigns here. He's too old. You want to get some younger edge rushers, probably even maybe like a first-round pick. We don't know. But if the price is right, I, I wouldn't mind if he's here, but I don't think he's that much of an impact player to stay. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back, especially with the edge rushers we already have in Okora. We already have Trey Flowers under contract. We're looking at Austin Bryant, too, who might be getting some more playing time soon. And whoever else they got. Oh, Deshaun Hand, too, they can take a look at. Uh, there's, there's, there's too many options, especially in the draft, too. You got options there. And it's, it's too much of a logjam to me with the Trey Flowers contract and, and whatnot. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of pieces can be moved around there. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, another wide receiver. This one's actually a 50-50. If they don't re-sign this guy, I think Marvin Jones gets re-signed. That's going to be Danny Amendola. He's 36, so he's old. I know he's completely embraced Detroit. I know he actually likes being here, and I know he loves number nine. He's a slot guy. I don't I have no problem with him coming back. I think you have to make the decision between Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola because you want Stevens to get more snaps. If you want Stevens to get more snaps, I think you let go of Marvin Jones and you and you re-sign Danny, Danny Amendola. He's made some big plays through his two years here. I think another two-year deal to bring him to like 38, I think that'd be all right with me. But in the end, I actually don't think Danny Amendola is going to be on this football team come next year. No, I don't, I don't think either. And I think it's time for a Golden Tate reunion. That uh, would be something. Yeah. Danny Amendola is, is, is not coming back. They're going to look for a slot receiver replacement. And that could be anyone. Uh, 
I would love to see Golden Tate come back here for the right price and uh, play slot receiver for us again because he was absolutely electric in the years he was here. In Definitely a fun guy. Definitely a fun guy for the Lions. One of the love one him. of my favorite Lions. I mean, it's it sucked to see him go, but things happened. Had to brought we brought in Danny Amendola who did, who who did provide some nice services through us two years here. No no complaints Definitely. with that signing. One of the few signings that actually got behind and made sense. Moving on to the next one, we got the current line starting safety, playing 98% of the snaps this year, Deron Harmon. I think this dude stinks. You can watch game film on him. He's not very good. He sucks in coverage. He got absolutely obliterated by Corey Davis yesterday. So I don't think this is a guy you ring back. And he's only 30 years old. He's making 4.2 mil a year. Uh, this isn't a guy I bring back. There's not a lot of guys I would bring back, but especially Duran Harmon. Yeah, that was horrible, dude. He bit on play action, like he was worst gonna, tackling like, ever seen too. Like he was going to make a tackle on Derrick Henry if he handed the ball off to him, and he just let he Corey Davis just run right by his ass. That Illusional. was awful. But I don't think Duran Harmon's coming back. It's time to look at drafting another safety. It's it's clear that unless you want to give Tracy Walker another shot, but it's clear that Will Harris, Deron Harmon, and maybe you bring Curse back. I, I don't really like J. Ron Curse either. Um, he's too slow to me for a safety, and you might you might as well just look at maybe drafting a safety or picking up another one in in free agency. A lot of a lot of holes in this defense. Going to have to. Go a little bit into the free agent. Maybe you have to spend some money, but brings me to the next one. Special teams guy, Matt Prater, 37. He's had a little bit of a drop-off this year, but he absolutely warrants another contract. I don't want to go through a kicking search with like a Ricky court, I mean, quarterback kicker where that's a huge struggle. Remember when we had like David Akers and all that? And we struggled uh. for a couple of years until we got Prater. I think you ride out Prater until he absolutely falls off a cliff. He's taken a step back this year, but he's made every single big kick you've asked of him. I think that's a no-brainer to come back. He's 37, but who cares? He's a kicker. Yeah. Matt Prater. I guess bring him back. You have to, I think, because you can't rely on a college kicker stink. So you're never drafting a college kicker, and you never really go I into, don't know. They stink, man. The LSU, the LSU kicker kicked a 58-yarder in the fog yeah, cool. against Florida. Let's get that guy. That was guy. sweet. That guy. I want that guy. Yeah. 58-yarder in the fog? Come on. In the swamp? Yeah, he – and the, the other guy, the Florida guy was – he's automatic too. He was like five out of six from 50 this year going into that kick, holding a little bit left. So a couple kickers, good kickers in that game. Maybe the Lions could take a look at undrafted free agent, maybe give him a chance to win the job. But ultimately, I think Matt Prater is given the job until somebody can take it from him. And if you go into training camp and you have to cut Matt Prater after you sign him, I mean, you're not losing too much money on that. So I don't think you can really care about that too much. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like experienced kickers. So you need experience. Next guy up, Romeo Okora. I'm not sure what – I think he might be an, an RFA. I can't – it says void on him. 70% of the snaps this year, 26, not making much money at all. Due Extend for a big him. pay raise. 
Yeah, you got to extend him. He's, uh, I think that's a, a lock, no-brainer. There's not too much about to be said from him. Best player on the defense by far. For sure. I'll lock him up. I'll lock him up. That's uh, That one's pretty simple. Moving into uh, one of our favorite Bob Quinn draft picks, Gerard Davis. 25% snaps this year. He's, he's really coming as a uh, just a blitzer in blitz packages, making no money, 26 years old. Stinks in coverage. He's a good blitzer, though. I'll give him that. If he wants to stick around and be a blitzer, go ahead. But I think that makes you a little bit one-dimensional if you have a, a guy who's on the field, he's blitzing. So I don't know if they do bring him back. I, honestly, I do think he gets brought back, maybe on a two-year deal. Depends what their new regime thinks of him. I think he's a terrible coverage linebacker, but he's pretty good at get, getting to the quarterback. Yeah, pretty good at getting to the quarterback. He's shown some bright spots. Uh, you got to revamp the linebacker room. It just Definitely everybody. Have to revamp it. Everybody. Maybe, has maybe to he's the one that sticks. Maybe maybe he's the one that stays. Who knows? Eh. That's a that's kind of a gross one. I don't think he's NFL I mean, we, caliber. We still got Jamie Collins for another year. So yeah, we do have him. He <laughs> might be cut. He might be cut by the new regime. On in all honesty. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, get get rid of the, the Patriot culture. Brings us to another nice signing by Bob Quinn, Daryl Roberts. This dude sucks. Oh, off gosh. my football team. Not much to be said about him. He stinks. He's not coming back. No. Not coming back. Mr. Holden that, Roberts. Yeah, that, that's a pretty easy one. <laughs> Go to the next one, Miles Kilbrew. Beast, special teamer. He gets Need to back. get him back. Yeah, 0% of snaps played. Very <laughs> That's an <laughs> uh, interesting stat. He's good. He's a good player. I used to think he had a little bit of hope at safety. He's not a safety. He's not a good enough in safety. But special teams player. Great makes special great plays. Yeah, no reason. The special teams are pretty good – Pretty good position for the Lions. So that one's pretty simple for me. Jerron Curse, another free agent. I don't know. I think you have to bring back one of the two safeties, Jerron Herman, uh, Harmon or uh, Jermaine Curse, Jerron Curse. I don't know. He's younger of the two, 27. I guess you have to bring back Jerron Curse. I don't think he's ultimately that good. Maybe in a new system, he would be good. He's not making any money. I don't think he'd get paid that much money. So I wouldn't, I don't see another, a bad reason to bring him back for a year or two. Yeah, I guess it's just time to draft another safety, though. Just give me, that like, is, a third-rounder safety or something. something. You got you to bring back one of the two, in my opinion. Maybe you just go out and sign two new safeties. I don't know what they do yeah. specifically, but that that one can go either way for me. Uh, a couple of other guys here. Don Muleback, I think he comes back. I don't think there's my He's a long <laughs> He's won the job so many years in a row. 40, if he wants to come back, sure, give it to him. Odai Adabushi, I think he's had a, he's, nice, a yeah. nice year as a backup. I think he's the perfect guy, just like Tyrell Crosby, that you want in your in your offensive line room. Again, not every time he's had to slide in, he's played well. He's played fifty five percent of the snaps this year. He's thirty. He's got a little bit of season in him, so I I don't see a problem with him coming back. I give him another shot at. A backup role, although we still we we have Logan Stenberg still there. He's going to get yep. a shot next year after uh, taking the. All year. depends on his um, development. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Maybe he'll slide into the backup role. Ooh, we are Daryl Bevel's favorite guy, Adrian Peterson. 
36 one mil contract. I don't think he gets brought back, no. DeAndre. No. DeAndre Swift is going to be the workhorse next year. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good year. And the guy, like I just said, hot take. I think that one, that one's a pretty easy one any way you take it. We have Carrion Johnson again next year or no? We do. He is not a free agent. So he'll be the third down back. So, yeah, it'll be Carrion and DeAndre Swift. Uh, Adrian yep. Peterson will be going. Mohamed Sanu, the guy we were just talking about, 32, hasn't played many snaps this year because, I mean, came off the practice squad. I I say bring him back. Yeah, I think these last couple weeks have warranted him getting another contract. Maybe it's not with the Lions, but he's definitely getting another contract somewhere. So if you have an opportunity, he doesn't want too much money, which he shouldn't, I think you, you bring him back. For sure. Tony McRae, nobody really cares about that. Nah, I don't think... Reggie Ragland, uh, no, 20, no, twenty-eight years old, making nine hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. No, that's yeah. a hard no. Jonathan Williams, I oh that was that dude that fumbled on Thanksgiving. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, big one here. Kenny Galladay, like oh simple. huge. Bring him back, please. You don't have to pay anybody else. You have so much cap. Please do something right for once, and you know what. The new GM probably will. He'll get that under control very quickly. We all know that Kenny Galladay, when healthy, is a top ten receiver in the NFL. No reason not to bring him back. I think I think they might they might uh, throw him the finger here and 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 franchise tag him though. Yeah, that's what I think too. They're, he's going to say stay healthy for a year. Yeah, and why not though? Like, dude, you didn't show up this year, man. And yeah, I agree. You, whether I that was he's warranted. Yeah, whether that was right. On, on your part to not show up, uh, you're getting franchise tagged. Like we, we can't give you the, the bag when you, you barely played this year, whether that was because of the issues with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, or that was internal issues, contract issues. You got to play to get your contract, man. So I, 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 lo- I love KG, but. In football, you can't just give out contracts. You got to make sure you're giving them to the right guys. And I think he will be the right guy. He'll probably stay healthy. He'll probably get franchise tagged, and then he'll get signed after that. Hopefully, gonna have a big, hopefully gonna have a big year, earn yeah. a huge contract, and and get paid. Uh, going on the next guy, Jalen Reeves, Maven. Don't really care. He, yeah, I don't think he's very good. Good, Special maybe teamer. in the back. Yeah, doesn't really care. Mike Fork, don't care. Dan Skipper, I don't even know who you are. Uh, Jamal Agnew, interesting one. I don't th- there's I don't think there's any reason Jamal Agnew should still be on this football team. Punt returner. It, yeah, I don't think he's good enough. I really don't. I think you can get somebody else be a better <laughs> returner. I mean, since his first year, has he been that good of a returner? In all honesty, I don't think so. Mm, yeah, I'd rather just, just keep it in the back of the end zone, honestly. He's going <laughs> to – he uh, hyped up his, his – all pro as he should. It was a great year. He hasn't been anywhere near the same. He's if you want to bring him back as a kick returner, sure, but he shouldn't be on the field for offense or defense, no. like anything, anything around that. So I mean, next guy, Jason Cabina, fullback. Love me some fullbacks. Bring him back. I don't care. Um, Matt Nelson, who's actually played a decent amount of snaps this year, kind of struggled on Sunday. I think he's an all right backup. I don't see a reason not to give him another contract and make some money. Here's here's a huge one. 
biggest one on the team by far. Can you guess who it is? I can't. Mr. Pro Ball Jack Fox. He's a free he's agent a, already? Free, free, well, yeah, he's an undrafted free agent for one-year deal. This is a uh, – get, get him back here. Yeah, Guarantee. Get his would, ass would back. Be dis- would be disgusted if he was anywhere else. I think he's due for a big pay raise, and good for him. Good for that guy. Proved to everybody he's a great punter. Welcome to Team Jack Fox, and that's actually uh, – that's gonna wrap it up for the for the free agent segment here. Yeah. Come, I guess for the coming weeks we can we can go into um, next year's free agents or like our free agent acquisition, like what we're what we're looking at. So as the games get worse and worse here, we're gonna start adding in a couple more uh, fun exactly. things to talk about. Because exactly. I don't want to talk about that game anymore, and that was a nice relief from that game. Yeah, that game was really horrible. In all so you, fashions. Yeah, no, as you can see, it's kind of a, a lot of free agents this year for the Lions. It's going to be a big offseason, as we've said multiple times. couple key guys to resign. couple key guys that you have to kick at their ass out the door, say no thank you, and improve this football team. And ultimately, whoever this new GM is going to be, shout out Lewis Riddick, got, my guy, got interviewed by a couple teams. One specifically being the Lions, and I think he's a perfect fit for the job. He's gonna, he's gonna look at this roster and be like, "Holy shit!" And he's gonna have to go to work. That's what we want. Good, yeah, get, I want somebody that's gonna have to go to work immediately. And Lewis Furtick is my guy. As we if we wrap up Monday Night Football here, what we got two more weeks of that, and then he's, I mean, he's out of the job. He doesn't have anything more to do than uh, sign for the Detroit Lions and get his guy, especially since uh, that uh, that guy that the Lions are going to go after is not going to make the playoffs this year, cough, cough, Robert Sala. So it, <laughs> things could move very quickly as this year comes to a close. Very quickly, now that you mention it. That should be – that's going to be really interesting. Uh, I, I can't wait for that to happen. And usually it, it takes some time for that all that stuff to happen, but just because of the given scenarios you just said, it could speed up really quick, these these these, uh, these interviews, and, and let's keep them rolling. Let's keep the interviews going. Uh, let's get the ball rolling. Let's let's get ready for the draft. Get our guys. I'm ready for the offseason. Absolutely ready for the offseason. That's our Super wait. Bowl. That's our freaking our Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Telling ourselves we're going to be decent. Just exactly. to be – Perfectly under mediocre, just right there, right yeah. at that five and eleven rule. You're not horrible at five and eleven, but you're bad. You're under mediocre <laughs> for sure. And we might as well Can get to our games. picks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Here we go. Picks for this week. Don't forget the game is Saturday, Lions fans, not Sunday. Saturday, one p.m. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hope you're not busy, but uh, my pick is very simple. Tom Brady's going to come into Detroit. He's going to be hungry. I believe this is going to be Antonio Brown's breakout game. I also think that it's going to be an all-out shit show over the air with Brady. I think he's going to be close to 400 yards this game. 
Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Brady over 400. And I'm going to take... See what's what's the line? Are we? It's got to be plus six and a half. I'd let say. me let me take a little check here because the lines were plus fifteen. Plus and, fifteen? And my, no, no, on my teaser. So that what that means? Uh, plus six. So there are they are minus nine. Minus nine. Yeah, because I almost no, said plus, plus nine. Plus nine. Because I don't think I, that's a little sneak peek. I don't think the lines are gonna get blown out this week. Really? Yeah, I don't. I really don't. You you could throw your. Your big number around because I know your big number's coming here. Yeah. What is plus nine? Yep. The we're lines are we're getting nine, nine points. points. We're at nine. We're getting nine at home. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. That is that is really interesting. It, it seems like we've been plus nine for three weeks in a row. Yeah, we but, just keep getting nine points. Yeah. Uh and in those weeks, we covered once. And... Two out of three, yeah. No, co- covered because we covered versus Green Bay, and then we covered versus um, who the, uh, the week before that. Who did we play? Oh, wait, no, this is three. Oh, yeah, one out of the two. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah, one. We one. did cover in Chicago. We covered because we won that game. So 50-50 here, 50-50. Got to roll the dice. I'm, uh, it's definitely going to hit the over. It's going to be over 52. So my pick is gonna be no weather conditions. Brady loves the dome. Stafford loves the dome. Ooh, this is gonna be doing some rocket science here. Yeah, rocket science. This is gonna be thirty four to. 28, I want to say. 34, 22. We're covering. We're going to cover. Yeah. I'd say we, wow. we'd cover. We're going to cover yeah, with I Stafford, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't think uh, – in all reality, I don't think this Bucks team is too scary. Honestly, the run defense is good, but it's not like the Lions are going to be running the ball a whole lot. Tom Brady's had a couple down weeks here. He's, so I'm going to go with uh, score 28. The 21, the eh, 28. No, I'm not going to get in the 30s. I have to get in the 30s. 30, 31 24. Tampa Bay is going to win, but the Lions are going to cover. Yeah. And also, forgot to mention the short week for Tom Brady. He's 40 years old, could come into effect. So I think they're going to cover. They're going to cover, and it's going to hit the over. So there's Logan's picks of the week right there. Place your bets now. Get the Lions covering, which I would never bet on. I never suggest anybody to bet on the Lions. But if it's the over, sure. Give me the Lions over every game. Take yeah, every, the, the Bucks team over for every, sure. Every week, every week. And we really should have kept a rolling rolling stat of Lions hitting the over. It's well above 500, I'd say. Has to be. It has to be. There's, there's no way it's not. Because so I can actually, I can bring it up right now because the I, defense I is the worst the in the league by far, by far. But and 46 25 hit, 31 24 hit, 34 30 hit, 41 25 hit, 20 nothing did not hit, 30 27 hit, 34 20 hit, 41 21 hit, 23 22 lost, 34 6. Okay, so since like week five, the, the overs lost like once. And that was 
almost a gimme because you really stay away from the over there, especially with PJ Walker in on the other side. And yep. somehow we got shut out. That was partly because we had zero of anybody on offense. So it, a rough game. you can even rule that game out because we didn't have Kenny Galladay. And I'm not even trying to pull the injury excuse. We didn't have DeAndre Swift. And as we know, the Swift effect is real. This guy is the whole heart and soul of this offense. And so, I mean, I, I, I thought that they wouldn't hit the over there in Carolina. So, yeah, that's, that's literally the only game that has not hit. This wasn't line a shock to me. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. The Bucks going to put up a decent – I think this is going to be the closest one to going under because I don't think the Bucks offense is that good. It's so going to show gonna, out, though. They got too many targets. Yeah, they got a lot of flipping targets on that team. Too much mm-hmm. to go around almost. I think Ronald Jones will be back this week as well. Mm-hmm. That's their bell cow because Leonard Fournette's terrible. Um. So it, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. I'm still going to watch. I'm probably going to watch with one eye, uh, one one eye on the phone, one one eye on red zone, one one eye on uh, the Lions because it's not going to be the most interesting. Uh, like no most red fun zone, Tally. We're playing on Saturday. Yeah, uh, there's a couple games on Saturday though. Yeah, but we're, we're one o'clock, oh, four we o'clock, are, and eight thirty. Oh god, dang it! I'm going to have to watch with both eyes. I guess that's exactly. And there's no college football, right? Unless there's bowl. Yeah, games. there's a couple bowl games this week. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a rough one o'clock Saturday for us. It's gonna be all eyes on the Detroit Lions, baby. Let's go. We're on as we love it. Prime, Prime time, time NFL Network. Let's get it. National television. Yeah, yeah. As uh the Lions love their prime time. We love watching our Lions in the prime time. That's gonna bring this uh episode to it's pretty much to a close here. Uh, hit a lot this week. Kind of went into this this episode not knowing exactly what we're talking about. Glad we could find some new things to talk about. Is it, it, a lot of coming up in these cu- couple next weeks? If you guys want to discuss anything, just let us know. It was a fun a fun one for sure. Yeah, it's always a great uh, great job, uh, great time coming on here talking some Lions football. Uh, we got a lot more sports to come, and this is just this is only the beginning. Just. We're hoping for some some lions greatness to come, and and we've we no matter how long we we go through this dreadful dreadful team, it's gonna feel good when it comes around. So we're gonna keep coming on here, pumping out some Detroit Lions content. We're gonna be coming on, pumping out some Red Wings content to come. Coming soon. Yep, coming soon. I don't know. Did you see the divisions before we hold off here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. The Lions are in the central division. Red Wings. With the the Blackhawks. The Predators are there. The Lightning are there. I think the Islanders are there as well. Stars there. Oh, yeah. It's the Stars as well. So it's it's basically a lot of the, the Western Conference central teams and then the the more East Western um Eastern Conference teams like Carolina's there, the the Red Wings are there, Chicago's there, so a lot. Uh, Columbus is there, so it's going to be an interesting, interesting division. The the Red Wings, you know, not nearly as talented as a lot of the teams in that division. Could be a rough year for them. A lot more talent though, so there's going to be a lot more watchable games, especially if you compare that to last year. They're going to win some games this year. They're not going to win 
a ton of games this year, but they'll they'll be a lot more fun to watch. And really, this is Eiserman's like first team for the Red Wings. Yep, this so. is his first truly built Eiserman team with the resources that he's had. So again, uh, I think the Red Wings surprised a, a lot of people this year. Not you know overly shock people with the fact that they're going to win it more than the games they lose where, I, where yeah. they go over 500. But I, I think this team could creep right around what there's, I think there's 56 games confirmed. I think the Red Wings can get anywhere from like 20 to 23 wins. Yeah. Put them around. Which would be cool. I think that puts you in top five territory and um, gets you close to getting uh, Owen Power from the University of Michigan on the blue line. As we we can get to the Red Wings draft talk another time. There's draft a couple kids already. from Michigan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> before the season even starts. <laughs> but very very uh, cool stat. Michigan's got three guys to go in the projected top ten. Wow. So that team's a whole lot of fun to watch. You guys ever see him on NHL Network? Any uh, Big Ten Network? Michigan's a very 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 fun team to watch. Might have the best forward in college hockey, Kent Johnson. My, they had the best defenseman in college hockey and Owen Power, like I just mentioned. So if you guys have a free time, turn on the University of Michigan hockey team. Especially, they, they've been playing a lot of big matchups. I, I think that they even have Wisconsin this weekend. Should be a, a great, great series against them, two-game series. So Michigan hockey officially on the come up. Put us on. Tally is putting us on. He's putting everything. Love me some college hockey. Yeah. And World Juniors also this weekend. If you want to watch some Michigan guys compete, they were playing in the World Juniors as well. World Juniors this weekend. We got a lot, a lot of stuff happening. A lot, this again, weekend. a lot of stuff happening this weekend. This is crazy. This is, this stay, is too stay much tuned. to handle. Too much to Draft handle, people. Playing. I think uh, Sider's playing this week as well. I can't remember. I think he's on yeah. the roster. Yep, yep. Yeah, Lucas Raymond's going to be playing. Whole Joe Pavano is going to be playing. It's going to, we finally have some Red Wings content. So sure. it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome podcast coming next week with the the end of the World Juniors in two weeks. So stay uh, look out for that. Yeah. And everybody, please enjoy the holiday. Uh, we're going to be back after Christmas. We're going to be back before the new year. And then we'll talk to you guys then. This episode will be coming out tomorrow. That's all we got today. We'll be back. As always, enjoyed it, Tally. Thank you for your time. Have a great one. Peace out, y'all. Peace.